Afternoon Drive with John Matham on Cape Talk. 20 minutes past five. Uh, Donald Trump was arraigned yesterday on 34 felony charges in the Manhattan District Court. Um, and I had a look through the indictment, through the charge sheet, and I was scratching my head and going, Jeepers. This is a legal stretch. I don't know much about American law, but it did seem to me that uh, the case is fairly weak. Um, An article in the Financial Times of the moment says the nature of the Trump charge sheet does not validate the build-up to it. Trump's indictment is based on the novel legal theory that his hush money payments to cover up an affair amounted to conspiracy to win an election. The legal world is divided on that. Elephant gives birth to mouse would be a stretch, but not outrageously so. U.S. correspondent Simon Marks is with us now via Zoom. Uh, Simon, um, good day. A lot of the legal opinion that I've been reading out of the States is generally saying this is a weak case. Yeah, I think that's right, John. I mean, I should caveat all of this uh, by saying that, as you know, I am not a lawyer, but I have been here in Washington, D.C. for a very long time. We've never seen a day quite as dramatic as yesterday when Donald Trump became the first sitting or former president of the United States ever to face criminal indictment. But when you look through the charge sheet, what the prosecutor in New York, Alvin Bragg, has done is basically upgrade uh, a series of charges regarding falsified business records that relate to the $130,000 payment Donald Trump made, a hush money payment to silence uh, Stormy Daniels, the adult film actress, over their affair in the dying days of the 2016 presidential election campaign. He's upgraded those charges from misdemeanors, which are the lowest level kind of legal rap on the knuckles you can get here in the United States, the sort of thing you you, you get if you uh, run a red light at a robot. Uh, he's upgraded them to felonies. Uh, And those become more serious charges. If Trump was convicted of all of them, he could face up to four years in jail. Now, in order to to prove that Donald Trump engaged in felonious conduct, Alvin Bragg has to prove that there was a there was a conspiracy, not just to silence Stormy Daniels, but also to engage in another act of law breaking. And he's saying that the other act of law breaking was misleading the American public, breaking American election laws by trying to ensure that pertinent information uh, about Donald Trump's infidelities did not make its way into the hands of voters as they decided whether to cast their ballot for Trump or Hillary Clinton. The problem is that in the indictment and then in the subsequent press conference that he held, Bragg does not identify which laws he is accusing Donald Trump of conspiring to break. And so if you're one of Donald Trump's lawyers, you're going to see this as the Achilles heel of the case. You're going to go after it and you're going to seek a dismissal unless Alvin Bragg can provide chapter and verse about which election laws he is alleging Donald Trump was trying to break. I, I have read suggestions that he's deliberately holding back on that to try and make the task of the defense team a little more difficult. But at some point, he's going to have to put up or, or shut up. And I I think there are considerably more serious things that Donald Trump could potentially be charged with than this. And one wonders whether going in with 
a weak-ish at best, weak-ish case, and potentially allowing, well, definitely allowing Donald Trump, what, uh, eight months at least of grandstanding, given the fact that his next court appearance is scheduled for December, that, I mean, if this is a, a political case, and I think that's a reasonable accusation to make, then it's a political move which could backfire and I, I wondered what the American media, and I don't know if there have been any polls, but what the talk radio, the television stations about saying about whether this helps Donald Trump in his campaign to get the Republican nomination is neutral or harms it. Well, there's every reason to believe that it is helping Donald Trump. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Donald Trump could very soon face far more serious charges. He's under investigation in Georgia for breaking election law there by making that famous phone call to election officials after the 2020 election and saying, I just want you to go and find me another 12,000 votes. He's under investigation here in Washington at the Department of Justice for his alleged mishandling of classified documents. And, of course, for his role and his culpability uh, in the deadly uprising on Capitol Hill two years ago. And there are many observers, and they're not all Trump supporters, who say, look, Alvin Bragg would have done better to take a back seat here and wait for some of these more serious charges to come out the gate. I mean, certainly Georgia, the prosecutor there, is itching uh, to bring charges against Donald Trump. And we may well see the former president in a court in that state within a matter of uh, weeks if not months. As far as the polling is concerned, there was a Reuters Ipsos poll published only on Monday that shows that Trump's lead over his presumed and declared and undeclared rivals, his declared and presumed rivals uh, in the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination, is now 29 points clear of his second placed rival, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And that same poll showed that a majority of Republican voters believe that Donald Trump made hush money payments to Stormy Daniels in order to try and stop information about their affair from getting into the public domain while the election campaign was underway. So they've baked in to their decisions uh, that Donald Trump is sort of guilty as charged, and yet they are still hewing to him in greater numbers in the early nascent stages of the race for the Republican Party's nomination. Yeah, they they dare not be seen to be against him. And But I mean, he, I think it's easier to be on Donald Trump's side on this issue than on some of the issues, other issues that he faces, which means that people like Mitt Romney, who voted for Donald Trump to be impeached and so can hardly be said to be a fawning Trump acolyte. I mean, he too has come out and uh, taken issue with these charges. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as has uh, a prominent Democrat in the United States Senate, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, uh, who comes from a pretty conservative leaning state. So he's not quite a Republican. He's certainly been a thorn in Joe Biden's side. But he also was expressing some degree of sympathy only on this issue uh, and suggesting that Donald Trump, uh, like Donald Trump is himself claiming, uh, is a victim to some extent of prosecutorial misconduct and political persecution. 
election. Uh, I mean, Democrats were absolutely gleeful, particularly on social media uh, last Thursday when news broke that Trump was going to face criminal indictment. Many of them arguing that finally Donald Trump is going to face his legal comeuppance. Uh, but I think that among some of those Democrats, including some figures within Joe Biden's administration here in Washington, there will be concern about what happens in the months ahead if Donald Trump continues uh, to build support by making the argument, as he puts it, that the Biden regime is trying to persecute him legally in order to interfere in the outcome of the 2024 presidential election and remove the Trump piece from the chessboard. That appears to be, at least for many Republican voters, an increasingly compelling claim. Thank you very much to U.S. correspondent Simon Marks. Uh, another paragraph that I enjoyed reading as part of my voluminous reading on this matter today is this one. When it comes to Donald Trump, the media seems to have learnt nothing and forgotten nothing. Coverage of Trump's journey to and from the New York court was a cross between the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, and the O.J. Simpson car chase.